Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go on a Friday. The news never stops. Hirings, movement. It is great to have you in. Live from Los Angeles, it's The Herd, wherever you may be. And however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. Matt Hassel back in an hour. Haven't talked to him in years. J-Mac coming on a robust, dynamic outfit today. What? what? Oh, it, it is? Really? The, sh- the shirt is, is this a new look? You like it? Well, and I'll make a judgment later in the show, but wow. I appreciate the effort. I always appreciate the effort. Yeah, yeah. Hey, got to look good uh, when you got the big picks uh, today for NFL. Hey. Here we go. So the Atlanta Falcons did not hire officially Bill Belichick. They hired somebody who had previously worked with the organization, Raheem Morris. Now, whether you like the move or not, there are reports that it was about power and control for Bill. But a bigger question is, what vibe does Bill Belichick give off? Do you think he walked into that meeting with a deep passion about the future of an NFC also ran? Do you think he was collaborative? All right, we'll work together. Bill Belichick's vibe is there are things I like to do, and they've been successful in the past. As far as in collaborative open-door policy, Bill's door is like your teenage son's. It's closed more than you'd prefer. Sean McVay called on Raheem Morris's behalf. Kyle Shanahan called on his behalf. Bill couldn't get along with Tom Brady, who kind of gets along with everybody, including his rivals, Peyton Manning. He couldn't get along with Mac Jones. In the end, he couldn't get along with the owner, Robert Kraft, who's really a non-meddler. 
one time he had the audacity to go, we're not going to trade the best quarterback of all time. Let's move Garoppolo. I don't know. I think the owner was right on that one. What do you, what do I, what does Bill Belichick project? He's hostile with the media, grumpy with Mac Jones, allergic to offense. And who called on his behalf? Again, Raheem Morris worked with Atlanta, probably walked in. Gratitude for the opportunity to interview with the job. Collaborative, let's work together. A real plan, young star coaches, offensive guys calling on his behalf. But it really probably came down to this, the vibe that the two gave off. Raheem Morris, here's what we'll do together. Bill Belichick, here's what I've done. Let me say that slowly. Here's what we'll do versus here's what I've done. Windshield versus rear view mirror. Really an easy choice. Look around at who's getting hired in the NFL. Raheem Morris, Dave Canales in Carolina, Antonio Pierce, Jim Harbaugh, passionate, enthusiastic, youthful. Colin, Harbaugh's not youthful. Oh, no, 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 no. What vibe does Jim Harbaugh project? Youth. So does Pete Carroll. That's not what Bill projects. It is brittle, tone-deaf to offense, rigid, rich, only like to do things a certain way. During the interview, did Bill say to Arthur Blank, hey, want to meet Matt Patricia? He's out in the car in the parking lot. Nah, that's okay. This came down to, I would presume, a message and a vibe that was, here's what we'll do together versus here's what I've done. And that, that makes it a really easy choice. A really, really easy choice. Now, this weekend, the choices are harder. Um, I said this yesterday. We're kind of lucky. San Francisco, Detroit, Baltimore, Kansas City. I'm not rooting against any of them. First of all, you can't root against the Lions. You don't have a soul. And you know I love Jared Goff. San Francisco, I've known John Lynch for a long time. Top shelf organization. Um, Kansas City, I'm an Andy Reid groupie. But I will, I will be rooting probably hardest because Kansas City's got rings and trophies. I'll be rooting for Lamar Jackson. Um, and I'll tell you, he has a quality that I find incredibly redeemable. It may not make you live longer, and it may not be healthy. But you ever watch those old NFL film clips of Troy Aikman on the sidelines barking at coaches and barking at teammates? That's after he'd won two Super Bowls with Jimmy and a third with Barry. He was pissed because of the dip in quality. He cared so deeply about standards. And as you know, and I think I know, the difference between good to very good and very good to great is never being content. Lamar Jackson cares so much and gets so mad at himself, never points fingers when things go wrong. He could easily be content. He's going to win his second MVP. He's won 75.5% of his starts. He's in the AFC Championship, and now he's rich. Really easy to be content. And that 
quality drives me crazy. I always said this. Wherever I work in my career, what I don't want is executives and bosses who are more interested in a golf tea time than making shows better. I just want people who are passionate, who care, who are still into it, who like winning, who are competitive. My least favorite quality, and I mention this all the time, Jay Cutler had this. And Jay Cutler had a great arm. He was a smart guy. went to Vanderbilt. Casual. Eh. Won. Lost. Play. Don't play. Eh. He had a casual quality to his throws. Eh. Picked. Complete. He just didn't care. Wasn't a talent thing. Wasn't a brain thing. Wasn't a cognitive thing. Wasn't a... Eh. Kind of cared. When Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl, that's it. Yeah, that, that's it. Achievement, comp- competition. That's it. That's what it's all about. That's what it was about for MJ and Brady and Peyton and Kobe. Yeah, that's it. Winning, competing, highest levels, beating adversaries, peers, sometimes former colleagues. Passion. Lamar, they all care. But to watch Lamar Jackson, you can watch Lamar Jackson and know that he gets the big picture. He loses this weekend. The money doesn't matter. The MVP won't matter. He won't sleep. He won't eat. It will bother him. I never. It never bothered me, and it never really does when players, when players go to nightclubs right after a game. But don't do it after the AFC Championship or the NBA Finals. I want it to sting as much as it does, at least for fans, <laughs> right? I don't care if you have a good time. I don't care about your vacations. But I do root for people who don't get content even after some high level of success. And I root for people that don't eat and don't sleep well after they lose games, even if it's not their fault. That's probably not a healthy lifestyle, being obsessed about things. It's probably better to have a work-life balance, sleep well at night, happy with a modicum of success. But I don't see that with Lamar. I don't hear it with Lamar. And if he loses, it will absolutely drive him crazy. He's an MVP early in his career, and yet every year he's added a layer and a layer and a layer and a layer. My kind of people. I hope he wins. Here's Patrick Mahomes talking about the quarterback he faces this weekend. He's going to be the MVP for a reason. I mean, he's, he goes out there, he, he leads his team, um, he, he scores, um, he, he runs, he throws, he does whatever it takes to win. Obviously, um, everybody talked about his running, but you can see how he's developed as a passer, throwing from within the pocket, arm angles, making the, the accurate throw in big situations and, and big moments. Um, and that's what the great quarterbacks do. Um, and he continues to get better and better every single year. I'll make my picks next hour. J-Max got his third hour. Uh, I do think we're very, very lucky. We've got really four totally unique stories. The superstar never doubted Mahomes. The superstar doubted in Lamar. The seventh-round pick. And then the quarterback who's really good, a number-one pick that nobody truly believes in. So we have four different narratives, four different stories, four different quarterbacks, all unique personalities, all good guys. Yes, I like Brock Purdy. Love his story. But it's four Totally different stories. The champion early with the next-level talent. The next-level talent, but we doubt he can win playoff games. Purdy was doubted by every NFL exec. And all Goff does is win playoff games and win 70% of his starts and potentially get to Super Bowls, and nobody believes in him. So maybe it's the next generation's time this weekend. Lamar Jackson versus Brock Purdy in a week where Bill Belichick 
is done. His NFL time looks to be over in a year when Tom Brady walks away from the sport. It's like Patriots, that era's done. The new era, Lamar Jackson versus Brock Purdy for the next five years. No, that's, that's not going to be the next five years. It was it was interesting. I had several people. A couple had worked with the Falcons. They were like, ah, Arthur Blank, Raheem Morris. And my takeaway is, well, when you go into those meetings and you got McVay calling for you and Shanahan calling for you and you're positive and you're young and people liked you when you work for the organization, that projects a certain image. Don't blame the owner. You got the old guy coming in talking about yesterday, the new guy coming in talking about tomorrow, and McVeigh and Shanahan are calling for him. It's pretty easy for an owner to make a decision on that. Yeah. Not you know? a huge shock, yeah. I have a great parlay for you this weekend thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, just use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. All right, here's my parlay picks of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook. I like the Ravens at home, minus three and a half to win in cover. Feels like 27-20 to me. They've blown out seven, eight, nine teams. Chiefs look better than they are due to Buffalo's defensive injuries. I think the over 44 and a half in that game feels right. And I'm going to take Jared Goff over one and a half passing touchdowns in San Francisco. You got to score to beat San Francisco. They're not getting a great pass rush. And I love Detroit's weapons. I think it's a good game. You want to take the herd parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, the code is HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app, which doesn't take more than 90 seconds. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good to have you in. It is a Friday. Final multiple-game NFL weekend for a long time. Baltimore hosting Kansas City. Niners hosting Detroit. The power of Patrick Mahomes is become really unique. He's getting Andy Reid national TV commercials. He's made a third-round tight end out of Cincinnati a superstar. And by the way, Taylor Swift would have no idea who Travis Kelsey is if he had a ham and egger at quarterback like Kenny Pickett and made 32 catches a year with one touchdown every other year. <laughs> Sorry, she wouldn't. Just the association with Patrick Mahomes is making people rich. In America, there's pro athletes, and then there's stars, and then there's a very, very small handful of superstars, and then rarely do ours, LeBron and Mahomes, feel like they go global. And Mahomes feels like that now. Now, the NFL's push into Europe the last decade has certainly helped. But some of it maybe is also Taylor Swift. A lot of eyes now on the Chiefs. Some of it, the modern social media, a TikTok, an Instagram. But all of it happens because of Patrick Mahomes. And he reads commercials. The emergence seven years ago, eight years ago of Travis Kelsey. It works because of one thing. The greatest quarterback in the league and the greatest six-year stretch by any quarterback of all time. He starts, he's one of the final four quarterbacks left. Six AFC championships in six years. Six Pro Bowls. Two Super Bowls. Two MVPs. He has lost of 16 playoff games. He has lost one of them in regulation. <laughs> okay, so he's the reason. In fact, the only reason I pause on taking the Ravens this week is Patrick Mahomes. Baltimore's got the better defense, the better special teams, the better offensive line, the more varying degree of weapons. They're at home. They have two great coordinators who can get head coaching jobs. They have the better overall roster. They have more momentum. They've been more consistent all year with seven, eight, nine blowouts. But I still kind of feel like Kansas City could win. <laughs> and by the way, Harbaugh is probably the closest thing currently in the league to Andy Reid. But Kansas City could still win. And it would be because of Patrick Mahomes. Six years, nothing like it. Seriously. I love Travis Kelsey. He could be with some ham and egger making 38 catches and two touchdowns a year and can't even get to the wild card round. It all comes back to Patrick Mahomes. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. You know, I, I you've used the phrase a couple times, ham and egger. It's just, it sounds hysterical, so I had to look it up. 
it's pretty disrespectful. We should we should refrain from going there. Well, I mean, I don't know. It just seems overly harsh. <laughs> what? It's fu- It's funny though. I'll give you that. It's really funny to just a kind of just a you know. He's a, he's a jag, just a guy. Guy. Well, by the way, pro athletes are pro athletes, but even among this great group of pro yeah. athletes, they're it's about seventy percent guys. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Let's get started with a non-Hammenager. Brock Purdy, he's got his doubters <laughs> out there. But one guy in his corner is the legend, Jerry Rice. I can't call him the GOAT because some people think Randy Moss, but whatever. Anyways, here's what Jerry Rice had to say about Brock Purdy. I believe in, in Brock Purdy. I love, you know, his intensity, his decision-making, all of those things. And I think he's going to have his best football game uh, this weekend. Brock is our quarterback, and I believe in him. And we about to go into the championship game. And the way he can, uh, all the naysayers and stuff like that, to shut him up is for him to go and win this football game. I think the thing about Brock is his composure and how he uh, executes that offense. And, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's fiery, man. Yeah. He, he likes playing uh, football for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, by the way, the wise guys, or they call them the sharps, like San Francisco. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll say this. We, I'll do prop bets when I'm doing headlines later, but I will be looking to smash some Brock Purdy overs in this game. I'm just going to – I never want to give away my best stuff here early. We want to save it yeah, for, yeah, for, well, for the power hour. Why not save it for the final segment? Favor for the final power. But I'm just saying. So last week, remember, Niners off a of bye week, in the rain, and you lose Debo Samuel – on the first drive. Debo had like two targets in the first like five plays. They were going to work him into the action a lot next last week. I don't care if, if Debo's back, by the way. He did return limited to practice Thursday. But I think Brock Purdy, perfect weather, terrible Detroit secondary, a week to prepare should Purdy uh, should Samuel not be there. I would, I would be laying the lumber on Brock Purdy overs, whether it's yards, Listen, touchdown if, passes. If Debo plays, I like the Niners. Okay. Now, I don't think Debo is playing 68 snaps. If he plays 38 snaps, I still like the Niners. My concern is he plays eight snaps because according to reports, he's still sore yeah. and hobbling. So if Debo plays, I've told you I believe the data points out he is worth three points a game. If he doesn't play, it's an X factor. It becomes more about Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey and I think they're a much easier team to defend yeah. when McCaffrey is the focal point and the only real game breaker. I don't disagree. Um, Nick Mullins lit this secondary on fire like four weeks ago. Baker Mayfield went off. They could not stop Stafford, who I know is elite. I'm just saying there's an opportunity for Purdy to go off here. And I'll add this. I, I'm real. I, I, you know, I don't want to poke holes in the Debo numbers, but. If I told you Trent Williams missed two of the games that Debo was out this season, do we then pull that data from Debo? Because it's like no left tackle, no Swiss Army knife superstar. Oh, by the way, like, by the way, Lamar Jackson regularly doesn't have Ronnie Stanley as left true. tackle. Right. And by the way, Mahomes this year, one of the weaknesses of their team, offensive tackle. Yeah. yeah by the way, their guard, they're all pro guards out uh, this week. I know. Kansas That's City. significant. Not, uh, yeah, Tooney's great. Yeah. Uh, anyways, let's go to Jared Goff here. Let's go to a quarterback you love, Mr. Jared Goff. Look love at that him. handsome devil. Love him. Oh, man. He, he's he been having such a great season. Listen, if he wins the NFC Championship, he will become just the fifth starting QB to lead two different franchises to the Super Bowl. Mm, interesting. The others 
are a guy named Craig Morton. No, I don't know who that is. A guy named Craig Morton. I don't Morton. know. Should I know who that is? What, what he quarterback in the 70s? Denver Broncos Orange Crush, Craig Morton. Oh, sorry, I don't know Craig Morton. Uh, <laughs> Kurt Warner. Yeah, uh, kind of good. He's kind of good. Uh, Peyton Manning, decent, yeah. and Tom Brady, good. Oh, oh yeah, and then yeah. Jared Goff joins that class. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Um, I'll it. just let you go. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you, no, you no. You got no, more to just... say about Jared Goff. I have a rant on Jared Goff. Oh, ooh, I can't him. wait. I'm so excited. Uh, so our staff has uh, some what? good stats here on no, golf. Leonard you know, no pressure Let me see. versus Let me see. under pressure. No, oh, this is not God. a shot. This is just stats. Just the data. You love the like data. Our staff doesn't have anything better to do than this. This is what you fed to him this morning. So listen, what is this? Listen, yeah, what happened what, to hockey scores? Um, when he's under pressure, I don't want to say Goff, cum- uh, sorry, Goff crumbles like a wad of paper, but he does struggle when he's under pressure. Guess who can get home regularly with four? Guess who's missing Jackson, a guard? Ragnow coming in really beat up. I don't know how he made it I'm through last I'm not game. in any way um, denying that Goff is very good comfortably and not nearly as good in discomfort. It's very much a Matt Ryan story. So he's better than Matt Ryan. But he, I, I am not in any way saying that Goff couldn't have an off game. He's had eight, nine playoff games. He's had a couple stinkers. I mean, the New England Super Bowl, not good. I'm not denying that. But I will say San Francisco's pass rush has been much more uneven than you would suspect relative to the talent Fair. they have. Well, they were missing the two tackles late in the season. They were back last week. They were getting after Love. I don't know if they got I don't know if they got any sacks, but they were getting after him. Um Love more mobile than Goff. You know yeah. Goff, he, if he gets off his spot, he He's, likes to just drop back. He does. Boom, boom, but boom. this is also a great O-line. It's a very yeah. good O-line. It's not O-line. 100% though. Mm. I, I don't We'll see with Ragnow. That, that looked really bad last week. He's a, he's a warrior, that guy. Played through it. Final story. Let's get to the Jets. We haven't really talked about this uh, disaster of a season in a couple weeks. Thank goodness. Robert Sala is back next season. We know that. However, according to a report, one NFL GM doesn't think Sala will have a strong showing and predicts he won't make it to the finish line next season. Um, I mean, we don't even have the schedule. We haven't seen the draft. We haven't seen free agency. And people are saying Salah will not make it. There's about there's about four picks in the NFL draft first round we know are going to be true. We know Caleb Williams is going number one. We know the first two teams are taking a quarterback, probably the third. We know Arizona is going to take Harris and the receiver. And we know the Jets are taking an offensive tackle. We're not sure which we one. We, we, it's right. actually a very defined path for them. Left tackle, second weapon, and then they can go where they want. Probably have to get a quarterback. Well, the second weapon's Brees Hall, right? You well, mean no, I mean, receiver? they have to get a second perimeter weapon. Well, what's wrong with your guy, Alan Lazard? My guy? <laughs> he was a do not, I was a healthy scratch healthy twice scratch. this year. Yes, it did, did not go well for him. Um, but this I idea mean, ask, that... Ask yourself this, and this is not a shot because I don't like talking about guys that have jobs. But I do think there's two or three coaches that are going to be on a very quick hot seat because of the way seasons end. I do think Robert's on a pretty quick hot seat. Yeah, but he's got Rodgers in his corner. As long as Rodgers is healthy, he's fine. Um, Nathaniel Hackett is another story. The New York media Um, is very loud. I just want to make it clear. You, uh, everybody knows. The Jets season kind of sort of hinges on what a rookie left tackle will do this year. Yeah, I don't have him as a playoff team next year. Well, like what? By the way, I have already done my playoff projections for next year. Already? I, oh, yeah. So I, I do four phases. I do coaching hires all done, I project. Free agency done, I project. 
draft coaching hires free agency done, I project. And then I do one in preseason based on... You schedule. Know, schedule's got to be... That's yeah. a big one. So I do four projections. So when the coaching hires are all complete, I will have my first projection for the year. So okay. I'm waiting to see where Vrabel goes. Well, he may go nowhere, which would be a bit of a surprise. Um, one last thought on the Jets. Uh, Tristan Wirfs was drafted by Tampa Bay. Remember yeah, the rookie? Great. He was unbelievable. No, the, 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 like he was like perfect as a. Ta- I don't know. I don't think he gave up like any pressure. Andrew like Thomas for the Giants took about a year to get it right, but it, you, you could go get a left tackle and he could be very instant solid. impact. Yeah, yeah. It, but again, I, I, whatever. It's the Jets. Who cares? J Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. So, yeah, I, I want to talk about Jared Goff for a second. So, um, as Jason said, he could be just the fifth quarterback all time to lead two franchises to a Super Bowl. Manning, Brady, you know, pretty good. So, fans love spectacular. And all you have to do is look where the division Jared Goff plays. Justin Fields is 10-28, and 28, has a career passer rating in the low 80s, and is the worst fourth quarter quarterback in the league, a passer rating of 53. He gets worse every quarter. Yet if you offer any criticism of him, there's an avalanche of support because he's cool and spectacular. I called him two years ago a YouTube quarterback. His highlights are amazing. You can't live off highlights. Jared Goff is never ever spectacular but he has a winning playoff record uh he's been to one super bowl a game away from another uh he's turned around this is not a small thing because matt stafford couldn't do it with multiple coaches he's turned around the laughing stock in the nfl as a franchise and oh by the way his fourth quarter passer rating is double justin fields it's one of the nfl's best in the fourth quarter 102 the other thing, Goff is always available. This is not a Goff versus Justin Fields, because it's not close. But Goff is always available. Half the quarterbacks in this league, ones that I love, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Trevor Lawrence was a game-time decision eight, eight times this year, meaning he just didn't practice all week. Goff practices. Goff plays every week. So Goff, Jared Goff is... Good to very good almost every week he plays. Of the 14 quarterbacks who have made the playoffs this year, Jared Goff has the highest completion percentage at an almost comical 74%. (laughs) That Rams defense was playing really well when they met Jared Goff. So I'm not going to apologize for liking my blender and my coffee maker, and the Postal Service, and Jared Goff, and Cheerios, and Wheat Thins. I'm okay with things that aren't spectacular, but are dependably good. And he's also, this is not a Brock Purdy thing, where he got a veteran coach, and a veteran stars, and no. Young head coach, young coordinator, young roster, and he has led them. 14 quarterbacks made the playoffs. He has the highest completion percentage. He is not spectacular, nor is the American Postal Service, but it is dependable, and I'm here for it. 
J-Mac, I hope finally you've come to terms with what Jared Goff offers. Dependable, not flashy, not guns out at the beach all the time trying to win your championships. Well, By the way, here's Greg Cosell okay. on what makes Jared Goff effective. Within the context of this offense, the way it's put together by Ben Johnson, he is really efficient. And as you know, Colin, you know you love quarterbacks. You've been studying him. He's a West Coast guy. I mean, when he's comfortable in the pocket, he is a beautiful throw over the football. And he understands the NFL game. He understands you have to make tight window throws. They work the middle of the field more than any pass game in the league. And under center play action, far and away, the most under center play action snaps in the league. And he's a master at that. Yeah. He's a little old school, a little under center, pocket guy. But with this offensive line going nowhere, like it's the best O-line in the league. And they're going to be signed for a while. Panay Sewell's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And he's going nowhere. Jared Goff and the Lions are going to be good for a while. I, I like Goff. Like I said, he lives out here in the South Bay near me. I see him getting coffee with his dog and his fiance. Like, he's a nice guy. I don't want this to come off bashing. But there's a lot of reports when he was with the Rams, Jared Goff running the offense. Hey, McVay, what do you want me to run? And McVay would just tell him what to do. And he, McVay, ran the show. Then you get to the Super Bowl, and what happened against Belichick? It was like, uh, by the oh way, McVay acknowledges he was completely outcoached okay. by Belichick. McVay, McVay was, acknowledged yeah. that but his is, team had paralysis from over-analysis. But does Goff have the ability to get to the line, and when your coach is being put well, in a body bag by the other coach, a Hall of Famer, well, can he adjust and make... Like, well, I don't I, know if Goff I, can do I, that. Can I argue this? Well, does Mahomes have the ability, when you're missing both left tackles, to beat Tampa? No, he got crushed in the Super Bowl. Like, there are things that are really hard to overcome. New England came in with a defensive game plan, and the Rams were completely unaware of it and unprepared for it and made no moves for it. You know the first time I really bought into Jared Goff? I mean, I saw him in college. Wait, wait, hold on. Time out before you go on. Wasn't that the same Rams team that hung, like, 54 on somebody on a Monday night football game here? At, well, I mean, like, that was a historically great offense. You can't just say... That like hey they paid had great defensive game plan well, like, that was one of the great offenses. Well, in the that history. was also Belichick with one of his better defenses. Okay. So the first time I really paid attention to Goff, like really paid attention, is when he outdueled Mahomes here in Los Angeles game, on, a, right? on a game that was supposed to be, I believe, played in Mexico City. They moved it here on late notice. It was a weird week and weather, and it was just a lot of movement. He went out. It was absolutely spectacular. And I know it's a regular season game, and I know it doesn't mean that much. But he has a winning playoff record, now with two coaches. Like, that's something. So when in Los Angeles, he took the heat for everything. McVay now, and I love McVay. McVay now acknowledges they were too harsh. Jared got blamed for everything. No, Jared's old school. And Jared has a style in which he's really comfortable. Coaches are like this, too. By the way, Sean McVay's teams need a running game. People think he's all motion and throwing. Sean McVay with Todd Gurley in his prime... When he has a running game, is really, really good. Coaches have things they need and lean on. So does Jared Goff. He's not Lamar Jackson. He is not Josh Allen. But I'm just saying, we get so caught up in the spectacular, you got to complete passes. That's the game. That's the sport. Go look at his fourth quarter passer rating. And those Lions, they're in shootouts all the time because of their defense. His passer rating is Hall of Fame level in the fourth quarter. Uh, on the road this year, uh, Goff lost at the Bears outdoors. Well, it's a rivalry uh, game. Lost outdoors. at Baltimore outdoors. Mm, yeah. 
beat Tampa outdoors, did win at Green Bay outdoors early in the season. Like, he's had his struggles. Colin, I, can he elevate the team? If Purdy and the San Francisco offense is a machine, Shanahan against well, his what, secondary. What did he do last week? That was at home, man, I, against Tampa. It's Tampa. Well, what did he do the week before? His, at his home, de- defense like, wasn't making a ton of well, stops. Well, I mean, I, they, they held on to win that game, Colin. How, he, he, time out. Hold on. They, cl- they were clinging to the lead barely, and McVay kind of butchering the timeouts and one bad. It's funny. You p- hold every, of Puka. Every cool. golf win has a qualifier. Well, it was uh, perfect weather. It was yeah. indoors. You still got to complete passes indoors. Yeah. They don't give like, them to you once you're indoors. We'll give you 38 like, completions. Sounds a lot like you with uh, Brock but By Purdy. the way, top of the hour, I'm going to do what I did yesterday, the top 10 players in this game. So yesterday we did top 10 players, Lions, Niners. Yeah. And I said it's going to be closer than you think because five were Lions, five were Niners. So we do the Chiefs and the Ravens at the top of this hour. The 10 best players in this game, one through 10. It's amazing how even these games are this weekend. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sunday on Fox, Jared Goff aims to lead the Lions to their first-ever Super Bowl. While Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, and the top-seeded Niners await the NFC Championship game Sunday at 6 Eastern on Fox. I'm very excited. I have nothing to do tomorrow, so tomorrow is an off day. I don't either. You want to hang out? Well, it depends on what you want to do. I'm not going to the beach in a gun show. That's not, not... <laughs> it is going to be 70 tomorrow. I know. It's going to be nice. You want to go get some ham and eggs? Sure. <laughs> and talk about ham and egg or quarterbacks? <laughs> So I said this a couple of days ago when Harbaugh got hired for the Niners. First of all, it was amazing to be in Los Angeles. It led every newscast. It was just everywhere for a day and a half. And I was texting that night. I was texting people with the Chargers saying, if you guys been watching the news, and they were at dinner with Jim, a lot of meetings, a lot of dinners. And it's a really exciting time. There's a real buzz in the building that they finally got the coach and the quarterback right. And um, and I and I said I think just like a great rookie. I mean, Sam Laporta came into the NFL, and we're like, that's a top three or four tight end in the NFL. Well, I do think Harbaugh is a top five or six coach, and I I I mean, I just think he has he has the ability to not only be a good in game coach who can make tweaks. I mean, if you go look at the last three Ohio State Michigan games, it was second half. The ability to create physicality, augment the run game that won those games. So I think Jim's a great tweaker after halftime, which is a skill. I think he comes in with real game plans, and I also think he's a culture creator. I think Ben Johnson's probably going to be a good coach at Washington. But do we have any – some guys are just not culture creators. They just call a good game, and that's a value too. McVay is a culture creator. Uh, John Harbaugh is a culture creator. The Harbaugh's are. But I was saying this morning, we were talking as a team, if you had to put the top 10 coaches down. And I mean, it, it, it's no, per, you know, the, my order is my order. I like offensive coaches much more than defensive coaches. I don't think you can dispute that Andy Reid is very quickly becoming a top three coach of all time. I think what McVay did this year cemented him as the second-best coach in the league. Folks, they had to thread so many needles to get to the playoff this year, and they threaded all of them. I think John Harbaugh is amazing. I don't think you can pigeonhole him as a defensive coach. He's coached offense, mostly special teams. Shanahan doesn't have a trophy, but I don't get caught up on that. It, it's not all about trophies. Charles Barkley and Dan Marino don't have one. They're better than 95% of the quarterbacks that ever played. I think Jim Harbaugh would be my fifth because John's had more success in the NFL than him. Sean Payton's got a ring, and clearly, clearly in one year, the mess in Denver turned it around. All the Mike Tomlin fanboys, he hasn't won a playoff game in seven years, and he hasn't won a big playoff game in over a decade. I like him, but man, they have struggled to get offense right. Uh, I'd put him seven because he does create a culture. His teams are physical, much like Jim and John Harbaugh, McVeigh, Andy Reid. They're culture creators, and I'm a big fan of that, and Mike is that. And I think Matt LaFleur had his best year coaching. What he did with Jordan Love from week six to the end of the year, 
I mean, I, I never knew what to make of Matt LaFleur because I gave Aaron so much credit. I thought Matt LaFleur had a great year of coaching. And it wasn't just winning because this team's the youngest team since the 70 Broncos to make the playoffs. They were a good, dangerous underdog in the playoffs. So I think Harbaugh fits into that space. And again, very few coaches are culture creators. Brandon Staley just called defense and didn't do a great job. He didn't create any culture. He just And you don't have to necessarily do that. That's been the knock on Lincoln Riley at USC inside the building. Smart guy, good play caller, okay recruiter. Is he creating a culture, a collaborative culture, defense, offense, special teams? There's a feeling it's really an offensive program. They don't have a special teams coach. The defense has been gashed. There's a lot more than just Colin plays. So I think Harbaugh has a, a, a and it was funny because I was texting, yes, this is a humble brag, but I was texting Justin Herbert a couple times last night. He is incredibly excited. And Daniel Jeremiah, a former NFL scout, who's part of the Chargers broadcast, was talking about how Jim Harbaugh will uniquely use and coach Justin Herbert. I think they're going to ask less of him. You know, and I think this has been kind of a narrative. I've seen this a bunch of, you know, Justin Herbert, you know, get ready. The MVPs are going to start stacking up, you know, with Jim Harbaugh in here at coach. I'm like, no, I mean, we've seen this with Andrew Luck at Stanford. I mean, most college coaches would have had Andrew Luck and said, you know what? He's the best player in college football for these two years. I'm going to throw it 55 times a game. And he didn't do it. He, he believes in a way of playing football where you're going to be physical, you're going to take pressure, you're going to relieve pressure off your quarterback, and when you do throw it, you can be efficient and you can be explosive. I'm not supposed to root for uh, teams, but I do root for players, and I think Justin Herbert has been undercoached. I mean, Mahomes got Andy Reid, and Lamar got John Harbaugh, and Brady got uh, Belichick, and Eli Manning got, I think he got Tom Coughlin right out of the start. You know, I feel like Justin Herbert, he's had nice guys, but I just, I feel like he's been completely undercoached. And I think he's just going to pop. Uh, I mean, they, they, they've got some needs. They've got to find a center. Uh, the old line's got some issues. It regressed badly last year. Uh, they're going to have to move off a couple of the edge rushers and defensive players. But I root for people. Uh, yeah, I say this all the time. Don't chase money if you're a broadcaster. Chase management. There's a sea of money if you're passionate and care, reliable. There's not a lot of great management and people you can trust. So I'm really rooting for Justin Herbert, and not just because, J-Mac, you looked at me when I said, because we text occasionally. Not, it just was not a humble brag. I'm just, I like to tell the audience what's happening in my relationships here during the show. You, you know when you say, it's not a humble brag, but... It's, it's a humble brag. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. It kind is kind of like when I'm like, I don't want to be disrespectful to Jared Goff. Well, I was about to be disrespectful, yeah. Or that guy. I don't mean to be disrespectful, but he's a ham and egger. Yeah, yeah. By the way, did you ask Justin Herbert what happened to Quinton Johnson? I'm no, not I'm just kidding. I'm just talking kidding. about my text. <laughs> that was a joke. Come on. Just very positive. Now, top of next hour, I'm going to give you the 10 best players in this game. I think you're going to be surprised by it. You know what I didn't get any pushback on yesterday from the fans? And fans can be crazy. F fan? You mean short for fanatic? That's your line? Yeah. Not a lot of pushback on not having Brock Purdy in because everybody was so great. Pushback on not having Fred Warner in, who is a stupendous player. But mm. I just didn't know what to do with a linebacker because the Lions and the Niners, I honestly like, feel like I'm watching the young Niners. I mean, if you look at the Niners, star back, Detroit. Star left tackle, Detroit. Star weapons, Detroit. Star tight end, Detroit. Star edge rusher, Detroit. 
It's the same team. It's just a younger version. They're literally the next Niners with a better quarterback. The problem is that linebacker, they are really deficient. Okay, and but that's it, linebacker. Look at some... Well, I talked props earlier. Again, I was going to save this for the final hour, but look at the linebacker uh, coverage against tight ends for the Lions this year. It's a Kittle game. You want to go... You want a, you want a fun prop bet? First touchdown for the Niners, George Kittle. I think it's plus 750. I fired. I don't, I don't like betting... Guaranteed touchdowns it, listen, that much. Kittle's going to eat against his against these linebackers. Well, he's been eating for ten years, so I'm also sure true. Be fine. <laughs> yeah. And Travis Kelsey are pretty good in the playoffs. All right, um, we got. I a wonder lot of if stuff. you went Lamar or Mahomes one. I guess we'll find out in seven minutes. Lamar's been pretty good this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.